Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lemond Williams. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here's your host, Lemond Williams. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemond Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas on the Wednesday night, March the 20th. Excited to be here, excited to be back with you guys live this week. And just like every each and every week, I want to bring the hot topics and hot discussion, especially with the NFL, which we talk majority of the time about on the show. Um, it's in the offseason. Last week, we had a really good discussion with my super producer, A-Rod. We broke down and gave our thoughts and opinions on the free agent pickup, uh, Antonio Brown going to the Raiders. Uh, other guys was actually got uh, picked up and made some really good moves. So we shared our thoughts there. But now, this time of the year, A-Rod, it's March. And right now, March, only thing you can talk about in the sports world is March Madness. March Madness has kicked the 2019 season off. And if you're to understand what March Madness is, March Madness is <laughs> the uh, NCAA tournament, uh, which – about 60-plus teams, a couple play-in games started yesterday uh, for teams to be able to get into the tournament and make it all the way to the Final Four to be able to win that championship. Final Four this year, I want to say, is in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So that's a really good area, really good stadium. They had they hosted the Super Bowl about two years ago. So I'm excited. I know everybody out there is excited. I know A-Rod is excited. He's not really a big guy on college basketball, but I'm going to try to find a way to – pry him into this thing and, and, and get his thoughts and his opinion in the second segment as well. So with that being said, let's go ahead and talk about some games that got kicked off last night in the NCAA tournament, March Madness, starting with the Prairie View game. So Prairie View and them, there's this local school here in the greater Houston area. Prairie View, uh, Texas is north of Houston, northwest of Houston. Uh, they are the champions of the SWAC. Uh, conference and SWAT conference had an opportunity for when they won the SWAT championship, they had an opportunity to play a play-in game against Fair Dickerson uh, yesterday on March 19th, and they lost 76 to 82. So a little bit about Prairie View. Prairie View is a really good, tough team offensively. Uh, they coach Scott there, uh, Byron Scott, I want to say that's his first name, uh, really did a really good program, <laughs> really turned that program around. Prairie View, I saw them play Lamar University. Now, a little history by myself. I do a lot of college basketball as well as college football, sports casting, TV analysts, color analysts, however you want to call it. I do a lot of that here locally in the state of Texas uh, for ESPN Plus, ESPN3 platform. So I had a chance to witness and, and see Prairie up and close in person when they played Lamar uh, Cardinals out of the Southland Conference early this season. And when they play Lamar early this season, they gave Lamar a lot to handle. Even though they play Lamar at home and they lost, Prairie View came out and played phenomenal, in my opinion. Very aggressive team against Lamar on the road. And, and speaking on the road, Lamar, I mean, excuse me, Prairie View played a lot of games on the road this season due to the fact that a lot of times uh, I, I know for a fact that there's their uh, baby dome or the place where they play their home games has some renovations going on. So for the most part, they spent, man, I want to say about the first, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So the first 11 weeks on the road as a basketball team. So with that being said, that shows you on the road, away from home, no home court advantage. Prairie View had a chance to gel as a team. Coach Byron Scott had a chance to get his team and his players in order. And from there, they built team chemistry, they built uh, continuity, and they was able to stay number one in the SWAC, win the SWAC tournament in Birmingham last week. Uh, got a chance to get to the NCAA tournament. Unfortunately, they lost, but they still had a chance to play in a tournament, a play-in game. So all in all, to me, that's still a success, having an opportunity to play in a play-in game into the tournament, coming from the SWAC conference coming from being pretty much the road dog and the underdog throughout the season because Texas Southern, another powerhouse in the SWAC conference, was their nemesis. Texas Southern was a team that they beat in the SWAC championship on uh, last week to 
uh, win that opportunity or cross that line to get the play-in game for the NCAA tournament. And a lot of people say, well, they played the play-in game and they they did not win and they did not get into the tournament. But to me, that's still success. They still got into the tournament. They made it uh, thus far and had an opportunity to not just play the play-in game, but also represent the conference, represent the university, represent uh, their alumni and their fans. So heads off to Coach Byron Scott, uh, heads off to Prairie View and the Panthers for their 2018-2019 success. Uh, Gary uh, Blackstone is one of their top leaders in scoring. He averaged 15 points a game, 17 rebounds. Uh, you know, just a phenomenal uh, season for the Prairie View and, uh, Panthers. Uh, Prairie View and the Panthers. Um, as they pretty much exit the tournament and, and really goes back and start over uh, next season. A lot of uh, opportunity for them to be able to recruit and use this momentum that they have going into the tournament, going into next season, because they're going to be a definitely powerhouse next season, in my opinion. All right, another game that played yesterday, a playing game was Belmont. They beat Temple. You say Belmont beat Temple. That's right. Belmont beat Temple 81-70. to 70. Now, if you remember back in the day with Coach Cheney and Temple and the Temple Owls and being in that old Big East conference uh, and just the history of Temple basketball, uh, Belmont is, 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 is a pretty good team. And Belmont is not a team that you know you can take lightly, especially being Temple. Uh, being Temple 81-70, that tells me right there, uh, Belmont is a team to be reckoned with. They come out of the conference the same conference that we saw a lot of this team here, uh, Murray State this year. If you know anything about Murray State, you know about their star player, one of the top draft picks, projected draft picks for the NBA, and Ja uh, Morrell. I think that's how you pronounce the last name. If not, I'll, I'll correct that going into the second segment. But they have a lot of outstanding talent in that conference. Uh, Belmont is number two in the conference between uh, Murray State and Jackson. Jacksonville State, and they was able to show that talent, knocking off Temple uh, last night, uh, eighty to eighty-one. Excuse me. Uh, what was the final score? I see here, eighty-one to seventy. So uh, Belmont has an opportunity now to move forward and, and get another tournament game. Even though they played a play-in game last night, they'll play real close another back-to-back game real quick. And that's the thing about the NCAA tournament. Is once you win, it's off to the next team. You really don't get a chance to really, um, you know, sit back and kind of reflect on your success. It's all—it's one game. It's, it's one or done. And it's like we don't have time to reflect on the past. Or, I mean, we can correct some of the things that we've done in the past moving forward to Belmont. But the fact that they beat a powerhouse in Temple uh, last night and able to uh, really move on and see how they do here in, in the uh, next couple of nights, it is what it is, you know. If you're if you're Belmont, you gotta learn from those from that opportunity, but also gain confidence from that opportunity as well, and be able to move forward and see how you do in the next couple of games. So let's see who Belmont will be playing next. As I scan through my brackets, and speaking of brackets, I hope everyone turned their bracket in. If not, it's too late. <laughs> uh, you know, what games are already really starting now. Uh, it's it's route. You know, you should have turned it in if you're in a pool with your you know, corporate job or if you're in a pool with friends, uh, maybe your friends will allow you to sneak your, your bracket in late. But now it's once the tournament has started, it's kind of too late to kind of submit it. But it is what it is. It's all for fun. Some people make money off the, the betting side of it. A lot of other people, like myself, I just do it for fun, turn it in, see where it all falls out. Because pretty much it seems like every year my back, my bracket get busted by some team upsetting one of the teams I didn't expect uh, to lose. So, Speaking of that, uh, the MEAC champions in North Carolina Central, they beat Norfolk State. Uh, Norfolk is Virginia's hometown where I'm from. They beat Norfolk State in the MEAC tournament in Norfolk uh, this past week, and they're the MEAC champions. They're playing actually tonight. They're losing by 10 points to North Dakota State. That's another play-in game tonight. And Later on tonight, we'll have uh, ASU. ASU will be playing. Uh, I want to say St. John's. They want to be. Want to say they playing St. John's. They are playing St. John's uh, tonight. So again, the NCAA tournament started. I'm excited, as you can hear it in my voice. 
I'm excited to hear what my super producer A-Rod has to say about some of these games. And, and he's going to be rolling the dice. He really is not a big college basketball guy, but he's a sports guy. And, you know, the fact that, you know, he knows wins, win, winners and losers. So <laughs> I want to get his thoughts on that as well. So we have, we're going to break down conference by conference or division by division or section by section, however you want to look at it. Uh, next section we're going to talk about next segment will be the East Division. Uh, number one seed out of that will be Duke. Follow up with Michigan State. Uh, number two. Then you have, let's see, number three, you have LSU, which everyone projected to win. Uh, the SEC Conference, but they did not win that. I want to say Arbin ended up winning that, beating, beating uh, was it Tennessee that they beat in uh, SEC Championship? Yeah, but LSU got knocked out early. And now they're the number three seed. They're scheduled to play Yale on the tomorrow on the 21st. So when we come back from the first break, I'll give you my thoughts and opinions next on the East Conference or the East Division of the NCAA Tournament. And I'll bring in A-Rod as well, my super producer, and get his thoughts and opinions as well. Next one, Outside the Huddle with your host, Lee Mott Williams, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Bullock. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath. Emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's official. Spring turkey seasons are underway. So tune into the revolution this week as we talk all things gobblers, where to hunt them, calling, and more. Joining Jim and Trav will be Michael Waddell of Booger Bottom USA and Michael Waddell's Bone Collector, plus Larry McCoy with Respect the Game and Jared Hinton from Federal Premium Ammunition. Jim and Trav's Turkey Talk Discussion is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Excited to be back here live on the show this week, breaking down some of the NCAA tournament games here. It's March Madness, and I was talking about Prairie View A&M as well as North Carolina Central, who's playing tonight in their play-in game and actually down right now. Let me check, refresh my page and see where they are. All right, let's see here. Looks like NCAA. Actually, it's a tied game. I stand correctly. It's in the second half. Seven minutes and 32 seconds to go. NC, uh, NC, uh, NC, well, North Carolina Central. Let me say that correctly. North Carolina Central is now tied the game against North Dakota State. It's 58-58. So, with that being said, 
I'm going to welcome into the show my super producer that produces the show throughout this one-hour show. And A-Rod, man, welcome to the show outside the huddle. I'm glad to have you back this week, buddy. Yo, yo, yo what's going on? Glad to have you here, too. All right, man. I know you're not a big, I know you're not a big uh, college basketball fan, but you're a sports guy, and it's March, so that means March Madness is here. Give me your thoughts on just, you know, what March Madness means to you this time of the year and, and the excitement and everything that comes along with it. Um, really, it just March Madness is you know that time of season where you see which college basketball teams are going to be the one of the best teams, you know. And I think really it's 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 a good to watch because more players will take it more seriously, and you get to see the best out of you know what player they're scouting or whatever else is going on. Yeah, I mean, if uh, you know, it's an opportunity for a lot of small schools. You know, I went to a smaller school when it comes from an athletic standpoint, but big in academics, but I went to Howard. So uh, seeing teams like in, uh, North Carolina Central that's in the same division with Howard that makes it to the NCAA play-in game, tournament play-in game, have a chance to uh, advance if they win this game after tying it up. I mean, you give small schools, the underdog, an opportunity. You give them hope. You give them an opportunity to continue their basketball career and continue playing basketball. Uh, you never know. I mean, it's, it's one or done. And, you know, you can never know what can happen any given night, just like in football. You can never know. In um, basketball, it's so funny because, you know, your star player can either, and we've seen this throughout this year, where, you know, for example, Duke, their star player goes down and Xavier, uh, Zion Williamson goes down within the first 30 seconds of the Duke-North Carolina rival game, and that changes the whole outcome of how that game plays. Now, Zion is back, and he's back with Avengers, and he's doing his thing. Uh, but at the same time, that's the funny thing about college basketball. You never know how things are going to play out and how uh, certain players, star players, are going to step up or get injured throughout a game. Speaking of Zion Williamson, uh, Duke is number one right now. They're playing in the East uh, Division or, I guess, the East Conference or section, however you want to call it. Uh, they rank number one overall in the tournament, and they'll be playing in to me, I feel like they have a home court advantage, A-Rod. They're playing in Columbia, South Carolina, which is the same home state and it's close to the same area where Zion is from. He's from South Carolina as well. But uh, real quick, uh, I know you really haven't really followed college basketball throughout this year. However, you cannot, you can't tell me you don't know who Zion Williamson is. And if you had a chance to watch him this year or watch some highlights on ESPN or other platforms, Give me a quick analysis of what you think about Zion Williamson. Um, you know, that, he's definitely an NBA player. We'll put it that way. Uh, what he's been showing, uh, you can't miss him at all. I mean, he's been everywhere. Everyone's been talking about him. Like he, I guess apparently he's, he's now the next LeBron James, you know. I feel like what he's doing, he, he's without a doubt, he should be in the NBA next year. Oh, yeah. If he comes back for another year, something's wrong because he's, he's a shoe-in fit for – the number one overall draft pick, especially if New York Knicks get that the lottery ball and get the number one draft pick. I I, I don't foresee him coming back to do uh, – I don't even think Coach K would convince him to come back. I mean, he's bigger – he's big, he, from a player standpoint and what has – I mean, the things he's done for that university. I would never say I, – I, to this point, I never thought that I would see a player surpass the great Duke legend players like Kristen Lakner or – or Grand Hill, or or guys along those lines. That really, when you think about Duke basketball, Bobby Hurley, you know, you think about guy, you think about Duke basketball, you think about a lot of good players. But man, Zion is in a whole other category. And the fact that um, he's projected to be number one, uh, the fact that he raised the bar at Duke. Um, you know, I'm a North Carolina guy. You know, I grew up. Even though I grew up in Virginia, I grew up watching a lot of Carolina and Duke games, and I was always North Carolina Tar Heels guy. And, and for the fact that Zion has really raised the bar for Duke as well as the ACC conference is huge. Uh, I'm excited to see how he's going to play in the tournament. I saw what he did in the ACC tournament, and Duke ended up winning that that uh, that conference game or the championship game over Florida State and, and just dominate roll over North Carolina. Not really dominate North Carolina, but they beat North Carolina, and, and and they have a lot of other guys too. Don't get me wrong; they have you know R.J. Barrett and some other young talent. But Duke being number one overall, I, mean, I will be shocked if they don't make the Final Four. But you never know. 
You never know in this NCAA tournament. They played a winner out of tonight's game between North Carolina Central and uh, North Dakota State. So they're sitting back waiting, watching this game, to who's going to play, who's going to win that game. But uh, whoever wins, I, I know Duke is going to win that first game. It's, I'll be completely shocked. And next week on the show, that's probably the first thing we talk about if Duke gets upset by North Dakota State or North Carolina Central. <laughs> no doubt about that. But uh, another question real quick. The legacy of Coach K, um, A-Rod, you know, when you think about football, you think about basketball, college football, you think about legendary coaches, you think about, you know, Alabama coach, you think about uh, Nick Saban, Alabama's coach, and then you think about college basketball, you think about Coach K and do program and do basketball. What what has Coach K meant to college basketball and the legacy of, of college basketball and how – uh, his longevity at that one school has really helped the sport and also, you know, just help players be able to become good players in college basketball. Coaches all play a big role in, in every single one of their teams. It's really what coach wants to go out and put that extra work to make their team greater, really. Uh, <laughs> there's really not much you can say. I mean, he seems to me, when I think about Coach K, I think about Dean Smith, you know, back in the day when Dean was the head coach. Or the North Carolina Tar Heels is like it's so so many years. Guys would be in that position for so long. You couldn't see. You couldn't see. It'd be hard for me to picture somebody else coaching Duke basketball without Coach K. And I remember Coach K went down due to some illness or something happened personal where he had to step away for a while. And he had some assistant coaches filling in for him, but it was never the same without Coach K. Coach K is the pillow. Or, I mean, is the walking statue of ACC basketball. I mean, you think about ACC basketball, first person you think about is Coach K. And it's not surprising to see guys like R.J. Barrett uh, and Zion Williamson go to those universities because of the legacy of Coach K. So I just want to kind of get your quick thoughts on that, on Coach K and his his, um, longevity, legacy, however you want to call it, and what what he means to college basketball as of today. Because uh, this team is projected to win it all, uh, number one. And we'll see how that t- turns out for the Duke Blue Devils uh, going forward this week. Some other teams just in the East Division or East Section or Conference, however you want to call it. Michigan State, uh, Tom Izzo, you know, he has number two team in Michigan State. They play um, this week. They play t- actually tomorrow. They play tomorrow. They play Bradley tomorrow, um, which is number 15. Do you have... Louisville, in that same little bracket area, they're ranked number seven, seven seed. They will be going against Minnesota. So Minnesota, uh, my nephew actually plays football for Minnesota. As a freshman, he'd be a redshirt sophomore next year. So Minnesota is ranked number 10 uh, uh, for for the Golden Gophers, I think that's their name. And they play Louisville. That should be a really good game there uh, tomorrow as well. They play at 12-15. Jumping up to Jacksonville, Florida, you have the LSU Tigers. Go Tigers and out of South, uh, Southeast Conference or SEC. They would play Yale. Yale uh, is ranked number 14. They'll play the LSU Tigers. And LSU is really good, man. I, I've been following LSU basketball uh, this season, it was pretty good. They had a lot of good games. They won a lot of good games, and uh, uh, they ended up finishing in the conference at 16 and two overall, 26 and six. Um, you know, even though they exited the tournament a lot earlier, the SEC tournament a lot earlier, people still project them to do well in the NCAA tournament. So LSU, even though they had a little bit of controversy with their head coach, uh, that wiretap situation. And, 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 and things seems a little questionable going into the NCAA tournament. I believe that they'll regroup and be physically and mentally prepared for their tournament game against Yale. Uh, I got them winning over oh, Yale. Okay, so let me back up. All right, so my goal was to just talk briefly about a little bit of Team J. Robert, also get my prediction. So, all right, I said Duke will win whoever they play, North Carolina Central or North Dakota State. Okay, so... Going down to the second seed, I have Michigan State, of course, beating Bradley. Jumping up to Louisville-Minnesota game we just talked about. Uh, let's see here. Let me go ahead and give it to Louisville. I think Louisville is going to pull it off and beat Minnesota. All right, LSU and Yale. I got LSU winning that game, of course. Uh, number six, uh, 
you have Maryland. We'll be playing against number 11, Belmont. I got Maryland beating Belmont. Maryland's a really tough team out of the Big Ten Conference. They will win that game. Jumping up to another game in the Eastern uh, Division will be Virginia Tech out of Blacksburg, Virginia. They will be ranked number four. They'll be playing St. Louis. I have Virginia Tech winning over St. Louis in that game as well. All right. And the last game in this conference or in the Eastern bracket will be Liberty and Mississippi State. I have Mississippi State beating Liberty in that game as well. And BCU will be playing USC, eight versus nine. This is a tough game right here. I'm going to roll the dice and give it to VCU. I think VCU has pulled this game off over USC. All right, A-Rod, I heard the music playing in the background, so that's my cue. Let me know it's time to take a break. So let's go ahead and break. When we come back, we'll go around some other brackets as well and break down the South as well as the West and the Midwest. Next on Outside the Huddle with your host, Lee Mott Williams, on Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Racers in Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers in Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune into All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Mondays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety channel now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop take voice america on the go and listen anywhere get our mobile app for iphone blackberry or android at the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market the internet's number one talk station number one talk station VoiceAmerica.com. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas, on this great March the 20th, Wednesday night. Uh, continue to talk about NCAA tournament games as they start this week. Let's go ahead and refresh my page and see where North Carolina Central is standing right now. I'm rooting for North Carolina Central, as you can tell. A former MEAC player. Oh, we're winning. When I say wing, we is in North Carolina Central. They took the lead with two minutes and 32 seconds to go over North Dakota State, 70 to 68. Can you say upset? No one, no one depend, no one counted uh, NC State in or NC State, NC Central in, North Carolina Central in. Besides myself, after winning the MEAC tournament, I'm pretty sure there's some other people out there that counted them to win at night. But let's hold off on that real quick before I start celebrating because we still have two minutes and 32 seconds to go here in the play-in game in the East Region for North Carolina Central. The winner of that game will play the number one overall consensus team in the NCAA tournament. That's the Duke Blue Devils. So, hey, i tell you one thing. If, if North Carolina Central wins this game, pull it off against North Dakota State, they're going to have their hands full against Zion and the company, against Duke. And that could be the end of their NCAA tournament hopes and dreams, but you never know. 
you never know in this business. You never know in college basketball. Zion went down against North Carolina, and they might go. He might go down. Not saying I'm wishing that he goes down. Don't get me wrong. Don't take that out of context. But what I'm saying is that it's a possibility. And with that possibility, it gives North Carolina Central some hope. So that's all I'm saying. All right, now, jumping down there, Rob, we're going to go. We started in the east. Let's go to the west and talk about some teams in the west right quick. And I'll give you my quick analysis and give some feedback on from A-Rod and give you my predictions on this game. So the number one overall seed in the West Division will be Gonzaga. Now, you know Gonzaga is a team that's consistently been in the NCAA tournament the last, what, let's say, 15 years that I know of. Uh, they're in the tournament ranked number one. They will be playing uh, Fairland uh, Dickerson. Berlin Dickinson, never heard of that team. Team is out of uh, the number 16 ranked team. I'll click on Fairly uh, Dickinson Knights. All right, I'll make sure I pronounce that correct. I don't want someone calling in or tweeting that I messed their school name up. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and say, uh, you know, this team here, Fairly Dickerson, the Knights will play Gonzaga. I'm going to be honest with you. I never heard of this team. I never followed this conference. Uh, oh, they're a smaller school. I see. I, I, okay, I know some of the teams they didn't play. They played Robert Morris. I know. I know about Robert Morris. I know about Wagner. Okay, I know about some of these schools. Some of these schools, Mount Saint Marys. I heard of that school as well. Okay, I know. I got you. I got it now. I got it. A Rock. Unfortunately, they're still going to lose. They're going to lose to Gonzaga uh, <clears throat> in their first game. Actually, tomorrow. I want to say their first game in NCAA tournament. And kudos to them for making it thus far, but I think they will lose that game to Gonzaga. All right, jumping down to the second seed in the West region. Got the correct pronunciation of that or uh, term instead of saying division. It's region. It's Michigan. Michigan is ranked number two. They will be playing number 15, Montana. All right, a Rod, Michigan, really good traditional school football uh, also in basketball, five, 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 five. From back in the day with Chris Weber, Jalen Rhodes, uh, ranked number two, and we play in Montana. Uh, real quick, who do you think will win this game? Um, I, for this, I think I'd honestly go with uh, Michigan for sure. Um, I think Michigan, they're number two for a reason. Uh, I think really they're, they're just gonna be, this is going to be a quick warm up for them to get ready for the for how the tournament's going to be. But I, I don't see Montana coming out of that with them being the 15th. I mean, uh, they, they could possibly do an upset. Um, but, no, I feel more more of Michigan being the ones that take over that, that victory. Yeah, I, I believe so. And I think you and 95% or 99% of might be that 1% out there that think Montana can beat Michigan. Michigan ended up finishing up 28-6. and six, And it was third in their Big Ten Conference this season. Uh, I really don't see them rolling over against Montana. But I always throw out that disclaimer. You never know with the NCAA tournament. That's why uh, everyone loves this time of the year. Um, you, you know, the, uh, the underdog is now the opportunity for the underdog to shine is in this tournament. So uh, we both agree that Michigan will beat Montana in that game. All right, going to the third-ranked team, or third-seeded team, is Texas Tech of the Big 12 Conference. They will be playing Northern Kentucky. Uh, I, 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 when I speak for this, I'm going to speak for myself. I'll probably speak for you as well, A-Rod. We both have the Red Raiders, Texas Tech beating Northern Kentucky in this game. Uh, actually, their game is on Friday, on Friday at 1.30. So I have Texas Tech over Northern Kentucky. All right, jumping up to, all right, look, the fourth seed in the West is Florida State even though they lost to Duke in the ACC tournament, championship tournament. They're ranked number four, um, and they will be playing look, who they play, Vermont. All right, Florida State is a really good team. Uh, coach Hamilton is a uh, really outstanding, good, really good coach for Florida State. Um, they're a tough, scrappy team. Uh, don't feel like they're going to be – they might be challenged against Vermont, but I don't see them losing to Vermont. Too many offensive weapons for the Seminoles. Uh, I have Florida State beating Vermont in that game. So that's that's a quick pick for that one. That's a quick, easy pick. All right, number five, we have Marquette. Uh, 
shout out to D Wade, Dwayne Wade. He's retiring after this NBA season. He's a alumni of Marquette and uh, a standout player, a great player out of Marquette history. He's uh, probably watching this game as well tomorrow at four thirty. Uh, they be playing Murray State now. All right, A Rock, I got to get your opinion on this guy here. Just like we talked about Zion Williamson, everyone knows about this guy. If you haven't watched Sports Center, if you haven't watched, hell, ESPN, Sports Center, Fox Sports, I don't care what the platform is. If you haven't watched this guy, Jai, uh, what's his last name? Uh, Morant, Moray, Moray, or Morant, I'll get the correct pronunciation during the break. But his is the point guard with that unbelievable vertical jump. I know you've seen the highlight, a rod where he jumped over the guy and slammed dunk the basketball that everyone is going to his games from uh Magic Johnson to football players and he's out of Murray State and everyone's gonna know how this kid's gonna play in the NCAA tournament. Now, if I'm excited about a player, A Rock, I don't know if you've seen this player and you can chime in a little bit uh this season, but if I'm excited to see one player in this tournament, this is this guy here, Mr. Ja. I wanna see how he's gonna do in a tournament, and how Murray State is going to play out. But give me your thoughts. Have you ever seen him play this season or seen highlights of No, I haven't seen much from him. Man, right. maybe you can <laughs> check, him, check him out. The, check him out. Make sure you check out his highlights during the commercial break or whatever, but I'm pretty sure when you see his highlight package, you be like, oh, yeah, I remember that kid. This guy is unbelievable, man. His vertical leap and his ability to drive to the basket. And offensive weapons, unbelievable. His first step is, man, huge. All right, so with that being said, let's see here. Let's go back. All right, Murray State plays Marquette, man, the number 12 seed versus number 5 seed. Woo, this is a good one. This is a good one here, man. Uh, all eyes going to be on Ja. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the underdog, man. You never know. I'm going to go with Murray State. Maybe they shocked the world. And beat Marquette. That's a big seed. That's a big jump from 12 seed knocking off 5 seed. But trust me, if they upset them, we definitely will be talking about that in next week's show. All right, so that goes from the 5th seed to scroll down to the 6th seed in Buffalo in the West region. Buffalo will be playing uh, the winner of, let's see here, ASU and St. John's. So, until I know who wins that game. Um, let's see. And that game is played tonight at 9-10. Let's say, man, I really can't really, – I really don't want to count a team out until they play, but let's just talk about Buffalo. Maybe Buffalo has an opportunity, a better chance to win that game over St. John's than they will Arizona State. Bobby Hurley is the coach at Arizona State. I want to just double-check before I put my foot in my mouth. Yes, Bobby Hurley is the head coach former college basketball player, standout basketball player for Duke, is the coach at Arizona State. I mean, they got some really good coaches at Arizona State. They got Bobby Hurley in football and, and um, Herm Edwards. Well, I mean, Bobby Hurley for basketball and Coach Herm Edwards for football. You know, um, so that's, that's outstanding for, for that program. But, you know, I think uh, Buffalo has a better chance to win over St. John's than Arizona State. Let's see here. I feel like Arizona State's going to take this game. You think so? I think so. I think, well, last last year they came out really strong, and then they just died off towards the end. I feel like now with, with the coaches they have, I feel like they'll be in a better per- situation where, you know, they can, they'll start where, you know, they, they start off pretty strong, and then they gradually keep, keep keep the consistency, and I think they can definitely, you know, make it towards, you know, one of the top, somewhere in the Sweet 16. But, you know, it's gotcha. really up to how, how the players really do it. Gotcha, gotcha, and that's a good point. That's a great point there, A-Rod. I mean, last Let's year see how Arizona... up, so I feel like, you know, this year as well, they, they have a better attitude and better approach, and I feel like, you know, they might, they'll definitely take that one. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point there. Real quick, before we take our quick break, uh, Syracuse will play Baylor, the 8th seed versus the 9th seed. This is always a harder game with the 8th versus the 9th. I'm going to go with... I got to go with Syracuse on that one. They they played tough this season. I'm going to go Syracuse over Baylor. Jumping over to the Midwest region real quick, the number one seed over there, of course, is my favorite team, North Carolina Tar Heels. They will win their first game against Iona. Uh, going down to number two, Kentucky will play Abilene Christian. 
team that won a Southland Conference. I give Kentucky the win over Abilene Christian. Uh, let's go up to the third seed in a local product team, Houston Cougars, number three in the Midwest. They will be playing uh, Georgia State. Houston should win that game over Georgia State. Kansas at number four will be playing uh, Northeastern. Kansas will win that game, in my opinion, over Northeastern. Jumping up to Auburn at number five. Man, that's a really good team. Going against New Mexico State, I think Auburn will win that game. So when Auburn beats New Mexico State and they play Kansas next, that's going to be a really good good game there. No doubt about that. That should be a really good game. Uh, all right, going down to the sixth seed in the Midwest region, you have Iowa State will play um, – Ohio State at number 11. I got Ohio State beating Iowa State. That's an upset right there. And wrapping up before we take our next break, we have Wolford will play Seton Hall. I have Seton Hall beating Wolford on that one. And let's see here. That pretty much wraps up all the games. Oh, I missed one. Uh, Utah State will play Washington. I got Washington over Utah State. So that wraps up the Midwest region and as we take a break and come back for our last segment of the show we will go to the south region and talk about the number one seed uva cavaliers and give our thoughts and opinions on that bracket as well next on outside the huddle with your host lee mont williams on the voice america variety channel Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America. Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel have you had a chance to check out voice america's online magazine and blog if you love our hosts and shows check out articles that give an even deeper perspective plus topics about health and fitness movie reviews philosophy business tips and tactics spirituality positive thought current events and even more about your favorite hosts it's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com that's blog.voiceamerica.com the voice america press blog all access all the time You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live. Houston, Texas, on this March the 20th night. And A-Rod and I are sitting here breaking down the games for the NCAA tournament, which kicked off last night, and games have actually been played as we speak. Let me refresh my page and see where my North Carolina Central team is at right now, representing the MEAC tournament, or MEAC champions, or MEAC conference. Let's see here. Oh, man. 
They lost. Oh, man. North Dakota State finally pulled it out, came back and upset or beat North Carolina Central 78-74. Uh, uh, Last time I checked on this score, it was the beginning of the third segment, and North Carolina Central took the lead. And it was up by two. Well, they gave a good fight, and North Dakota State moves on, and they will be playing the number one overall seed in Duke. They will be playing the Duke Blue Devils. Um Actually, tomorrow. No, no, no. I want to say the 22nd that we plan to do. So, the conference winners of the MEAC and North Carolina Central is out of the tournament. And the SWAC champion and conference tournament champions in Prairie View is out as well. They lost last night. So, shout out to all the HBCUs and alums out there like myself and uh, we'll get back to it maybe next year. You never know how it plays out. All right, A-Rod. So we're going to have one region left to discuss, and this is the shortest segment of the show. So let's go ahead and talk about the South. Starting with the number one overall seed in the South region in the UVA Cavaliers. University of Virginia Cavaliers will be playing Gartner Weber. So it's obvious I'm from Virginia. I'm going for the home team, the state school in UVA, and they will win over Gardner-Weber. All right, going down to the second seed in that south region is Tennessee. They will be playing Colgate. Well, I've watched a lot of Southeast uh, Southeast Conference or Southeastern Conference basketball this season following LSU, and I happen to watch a lot of Tennessee as well. I think Tennessee will win over Colgate in that game. All right, jumping up to the third seed, let's see here. Purdue is at number three. They will be playing number 14 seed in Old Dominion. So if you know anything about the show, you've been listening, you've been a Laurel fan, I appreciate that. You've been listening for a couple of years. You know that I am from Virginia. You know that I'm born and raised in Norfolk, Virginia, and Old Dominion is a school based in Norfolk. So you have Norfolk State, then you have Old Dominion University. So. Old Dominion right now is ranked number 14, playing Purdue. I'm calling upset alert. And you might say I'm being biased and I'm being a homer, and I will say you're absolutely right. So I have Old Dominion winning this game over Purdue, upsetting the world tomorrow night, number, ranked number 14, beating number three, Purdue. I said it. You heard it here first. And when we come back next week, A-Rod, I'm going to tell you I told you that it was going to win. So. We're going to see how it plays out tomorrow night as I'll be rooting for the Monarchs, uh, local team, local university in my home state, and my home city as well, hometown city in Norfolk, Virginia. All right, the fourth seed jumping up, we have Kansas State going against number 13, UC uh, uh, Irving. UC Irving, okay, I think that's how you pronounce it. Don't crucify me if I said it wrong, but anyway. Uh, Kansas State will win that game. All right. Jumping up to the fifth seed, Wisconsin. They will be playing number 12, Oregon. Man, this is a good one. Can it be upset alert? Hmm. I'm going to go ahead and go with Wisconsin. Even though my gut says upset, I'm going to go with Wisconsin on that one, A-Rock. Okay, jumping down to the sixth seed, Villanova is the sixth overall seed in the South region. They will be playing SMC, which is St. Mary's University. Got Villanova winning that game over St. Mary's. All right. Let's see here. Number seven ring in the South region is Cincinnati versus Iowa. Whew. Man, this is a, it's not really a tough one, but I'm going to go with Cincinnati on that one, A-Rod. All right. All right, jump back up. Go ahead. I said I got, I'll go with Iowa. Okay. Why Iowa? Why do you think Iowa on that one? They got a chance, you know. They're, they're up there. You know, they just – they. I think they can do it. I, I honestly think okay. they can. I think with Cincinnati, you know, that they got some they got some players over there. But, you know, I think Iowa can. I think I think Cincinnati is going to underrate them, and Iowa, you know, might sweep them under. You heard it first. Coming from the super producer and A-Rod himself, you got Iowa beating, upsetting Cincinnati. Let's see how it plays out. They play on the 22nd, which is Friday at 12 
15. A lot of good games going on this week. All right, we're going to go to the AC, which is Mississippi. Ole Miss will be going against number nine, Oklahoma. Now, I believe Oklahoma is going to win this one, A-Rod, in my opinion. I think Oklahoma has enough weapons, offensive weapons, to be able to match the energy that Ole Miss is going to bring to the table. I believe Ole Miss will lose to Oklahoma on this one. So upset alert for um, uh, Mississippi, I think, will lose to Oklahoma. All right, what other teams am I missing? Let's see here. Did we get through all the games that fast? Wow, I guess we did get through all the games that fast. So that wraps up the South region. So I know I'm jumping out there way in advance, but let's be hypothetical, A-Rod. All right, so Duke advances and win their Eastern region. They will prevail, they will prevail and go to the Final Four. Uh, let's see here. In the West region, if the number one seed in Gonzaga makes it, they will win. They will make it to the Final Four. Unless, unless, I don't think Murray State will make it to the Final Four. I will likely see them make it to the Sweet 16 or something like that. Uh, but I don't think they'll make it to the Final Four. They don't have enough weapons. Man, this is a tough one. Maybe Michigan can pull it out. Or don't be surprised if Texas Tech make it to the Final Four out of the West region. Going over to the Midwest region, number one, North Carolina. Of course, they're going to make it to the Final Four. That's my team. Why not go for I can't say anything bad about that. But they play a bad game and they lose. Who can replace them at the Final Four in this region? Let's say why not? Kentucky is not that great this year like we've seen in the past. I believe Houston can, can sneak. If Houston beats Kentucky, then Houston can make it to the Final Four. And wrapping up the show, let's see here. Out of the number one seed in the South region, let's say Virginia doesn't make it to the Final Four. Who else can replace them and take their place? I would say Tennessee at number two. So with all that being said, they still have to play the games, and that's why we do the show, because I want to talk about the outcome of the game. So I appreciate everyone listening to my thoughts and opinions and my feedback on these NCAA tournament games. I'm excited. I'm going to be watching the games after I get up the show tonight with you guys. And A-Rod, I appreciate your opinion and your feedback on the tournament, even though you're not a big college basketball guy, but you gave some good thoughts and opinions as well. So as that, with that being said, let's go and wrap up the show, A-Rod. I want to thank everyone for listening to the show Outside the Huddle. Until we meet next week, have a blessed week and a great weekend. Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel.